Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Elephant Whispers follows an indigenous couple as they fall in love with Ragu, an orphaned elephant given into their care and tirelessly work to ensure its survival. The Elephant Whispers highlights the beauty of the wild spaces in South India and the people and animals who share this beautiful space. The film The Elephant Whispers has been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Documentary Short, and we're fortunate to have with us the director as well as the co-writer and cinematographer of this wonderful film, and that would be Kartiki Gonzalez. Kartiki, welcome to Film School Radio. Uh, it's my pleasure, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Uh, this is a beautiful film from a technical level. It's a beautiful film to watch. Uh, the setting is remarkable, but it's a wonderfully paced film. It's a, it's a. I felt like I really spent time with this couple who were involved in the care of uh, Ragu. How did you hear about this? What was it about this particular t- uh, place that you wanted to do a documentary film about it? Uh, in this time, there are so many stories of animals being killed and species dying out. And this was a very positive story that highlights the beauty of man and animal working together. And I really strongly believe that coexistence is the way that we need to move forward into the future. And only with mutual respect and cooperation can we save the planet. And in simple words, the beginning of a story really began when I fell in love with Raghu. It began when I was driving on my way from Bangalore in India and to shift back to my home back in the Nilgiris, in the mountains, which are in the Western Ghats of South India. And I first met Raghu when he was only three months old. And Bowman noticed my curiosity towards the elephant calf, and he beckoned me to come with them for their morning bath in the river. And I didn't hesitate at all. It was a dream to be able to spend so much time with such a young calf. And this has also been around my home space. So I have actually been visiting the sanctuary since I was three years old. But this experience was unusually different. And over the course of that time, I forged an unbreakable bond with Raghu. And it just brought me so much happiness to be able to share this beautiful connection with a being that was so wild and yet so young and extremely vulnerable. And I observed that Bowman had a very deep connection to Raghu and it was like nothing else that I'd ever seen before in my life. I'd always encountered large elephants and big herds, but never such a tiny calf before. And Raghu appeared to be like a son to Bowman and so much more. Since their connection was was so deep, there were moments where I would see Raghu holding on to Bowman's arm and he would he would be stumbling along behind like he would if he was with his 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 mother back in the wild. So I think 2017, 2018 was a very special part of my life. And that was the beginning of a journey that will live on for the entire of my life. And during the time that we spent in the river, the three of us would happily splash around in the river. And I would spend hours just scrubbing Raghu, patting his tongue, which is something he absolutely loves. And he used to enjoy pulling my hair, splashing me in the water. And he would actually stick his tongue out at me a couple of times and I would do it back at him. So these were some of the beautiful moments that we shared together. 
And I think elephants are just really intelligent creatures. And I learned almost all that I know about elephants by just existing with Raghu, watching him go about his daily life and watching when he was angry, when he was sad, and how he just took on his his entire life. And it really took me by surprise that they were capable of so many things that I had never imagined before. And Raghu being orphaned is the bittersweet beginning to the story from my perspective. Because I'm a natural history photographer and a cinematographer, I had spent a whole lot of time in the wild and the Asian elephant is just losing its habitat at a very rapid pace due to encroachment and climate change in a country that is so fast developing like India. And so I think the, one of the things that I really wanted is to make sure that the story was positive and I didn't see the need to focus on all the depressing parts when there was so much beauty and such an unusual family dynamic in front of me that I was able to experience. And since Raghu's mother was electrocuted and died instantly as her herd had wandered into a nearby village in search of food and water, this was during an extremely prolonged drought. So it was extremely sad to see this happening so frequently in the space that I live so close to. So I think I would have to say that I really wanted to get people to understand these beautiful beings on a much deeper level and to recognize their similar traits and intelligence. I also wanted to get people to help protect them and their landscape, wanted to also bring to highlight the importance of indigenous people, their knowledge, and I think most importantly, to give them a voice. Boman Belly and Raghu Namu all share a very special bond and it's been an extremely special journey. It has developed over a period of five years as we first began documenting this way back in 2017. And this is how the movie came to me and came into being. A great answer. And there's so many elements that are, you described that are in the film that are more than just the story of Raghu and the, and, uh, their relationship to human beings and then yeah. and where we are in terms of our development as a species in relation to other animals on our planet there's so much uh from what you can glean just from watching this film that we are only at the very beginning of understanding not only our relationship to animals like the elephant but also in in relation to animals that we know very little about but as we do discover more about them, we under are beginning to understand just how much more of a full and rich experience that they have emotionally and as well as in many other ways, even spiritually for many animals, that we're coming to understand that they have a, a, a degree of consciousness that we didn't think was even uh, feasible or possible. It's very special. Well, let's talk a little bit about Beaumont uh, in the sense that he and Belly are two of the only people, and, and if if that's distinction, I believe that's the distinction they make. You make in the film, two are entrusted with the caregiving of with Ragu, but also mm -hmm. with young elephants. Is that right? Yes, yes. Uh, this specific camp was established about 140 years ago and is now an animal rehabilitation camp. And the British established this 140 years ago to train elephants to be able to carry timber since the region is dominated in teak and rosewood. And the Mahuts in this region who are the elephant caregivers are from indigenous communities like the Malasas, the Kurumba and the Katunayakan tribal communities. These are all indigenous people who are doing this type of work over here. 
and they they have been i think people like bowman and belly come from the katnaikan tribe and this is an ancient forest tribe that resided in the heart of the forest right now they live on the border of three indian states which is kerala tamil nadu and karnataka so their language the language that they speak is actually a mixture of the three languages put together and that's what makes it so interesting they're only about 1500 1500 to 1700 members of this tribe and i think that was one of the challenges when we were making the movie because this is a space where there are so many tribes in this area and it isn't even the state language and india being such a vast country there are over 200 languages within the country so it was really interesting to be able to to get the final dialogues translated and put together that was is really interesting because there's a portion of this movie that nobody understands except for the katnaikan community and i think that's really beautiful in really putting out how diverse india is as as a country and coming back to the katnaikans their primary work was was to go get honey from from deep within the forest they were into honey harvesting and because of their connection to animals they have a very strong innate connection with elephants and with other beings within the forest they literally know all the all the secret pathways inside of the forest and how to navigate and live off the forest but they also have a deep respect to other living creatures and they live off the forest but they also protect it it's really special to be, have been able to spend so much time with such a knowledgeable tribe and a lot of this information has been passed down from generations because the katnaikan is an extremely old indigenous community from the the core of south india and coming to them raising the elephant calves earlier this used to be a very male profession so in most cases a lot of the men are the ones who would usually do the work and that's when bowman and belly came into the picture because when a calf came in i think the maternal care that bowman and belly were able to, to provide to ragu for instance is something that was really special and actually acted like a wild herd to the calf aside the hard work that goes into looking after elephants comes the the maternal emotional side which i think belly was able to provide so beautifully and i think the combination together and looking at a man and woman doing work like this together is really special because i think it just offers a pathway forward into looking and care looking after and caring for orphan elephant calves which i think is a beautiful way to go into the future that there's hope over there for the matter listeners so we're speaking with kartiki Gonzalez and she is the director of this wonderful documentary film called The Elephant Whispers it's been nominated for the 2023 Academy Awards for best documentary short what you said uh, just a minute ago about the indigenous the native people of this part of India how much we can learn from them i think this is increasingly uh, certainly a part of my mindset about how we find a, a way forward in these very perilous times with the earth literally on the edge of uh going over at, over into an almost uninhabitable space if we don't do something fairly quickly to do to to repair and care for our our planet and to see in indigenous peoples understanding of the land and how they can go about making it sustainable and uh, is is another part of this film that is just absolutely wonderful um that scene one particular scene 
where they are climbing on the side of that mountain to so those are beehives they're knocking off the side of that mountain is that what yeah, that yeah. is yeah. so we actually climbed up about 6000 feet for them to go do that and oh, they yeah. do this on a regular basis and when we went up there we were, we were literally so so worried about the whole process because they were scaling down this rock that was 500 feet tall and it was it was just such a beautiful scene and then that really showcases how knowledgeable they are about their space yeah. and how they navigate the landscape and they live off it. And this is what they've been doing for generations. And to see that all firsthand was just extremely special. In fact, the rope that they went scaling down the rock with was made out of twine, which is from the forest as well. So they actually went and did that the previous day where they went in they went into this deep ravine and they collected this really thick rope that they got from the forest and they made it, they stitched it together and they put it together with knots and in their local means. And then that's what they went down with. It was really special to be able to witness that. And they only took a little bit of what was there. And I think that's another, that's one thing that's really special. In fact, one, one day I was going with Bowman into the forest, not this very bee scene, but another scene. And I'd gone with him into the forest and he collected this big hive and brought it back. And he was taking it apart and he was going to squeeze it. And then he realized that there were tiny little things running around. And then he he kept on peering really closely. So I I went down close and looked at it. And then I realized that these, these were baby bees. And what Bowman did next really surprised me because he picked up the tiny bees with such care and he put them back onto a piece of the hive. And he took that hive and went back to the forest and put the babies back for regeneration. And I think that really comes to the fact that I think Indigenous people have such an in-depth ancient knowledge and respect for the land that they live on and share their space with, that there's so much that we can learn from them. I think respect for the land and only taking what they need. And it comes to the question of what is sufficiency? And that's taking only what's needed. It's a way of life for them. That's an amazing, again, amazing story. And it's such an insight into the to, to these two people. And it's also an insight into the people who live off this land. Let's talk a little bit about the connection of elephants to Indian history, Indian culture. Where where does that come from? Elephants have been linked into Indian culture for a very, very long time. The symbol of an elephant in India is extremely meaningful. And the elephant itself in the history of India goes back to it having gone over the years. It was a symbol of war. It's been a symbol of peace. And it's a very big uh, religious symbol because of Lord Ganesha. And what's really interesting in the elephant whispers is the fact that as we were documenting it, we realized that Bowman was also a priest. And that's when it really hit me that the kind of work that he was doing was so spiritual to him in so many ways because he worshipped Lord Ganesha in the temple and in real life he was looking after Raghu and he sees the two as one. And that was such a unique, special situation to be in, to be able to witness how a man like Bowman sees them as one. And they also worship Lord Ganesha in many ways. So he just sees his life as being completely full circle and fulfilled by by fulfilling God's work in many ways. And that's the way Bowman looks at it, which is, it's it's very spiritual in many ways. And I think all across the world, I think people know that the Asian elephant is so intricately linked into the history of India and Asia in many ways. 
And it's actually really sad that the elephant today is in, endangered. And that's part of the why I why I wanted to bring bring this document to to light is that such a special animal is in such a situation in today's world, which is the bittersweet part of it. So I wanted to get people to learn to love animals and to love elephants through this movie that would in in the end help to reconnect them and help people to protect their space and to understand the animals that are so intelligent and emotional and social beings. Absolutely. There's another element in the film, which I want people to discover on their own. And that's the relationship between Oman and Belly uh, that evolves over the course of the film. And it's a beautiful part of it. And uh, there's just so much to like about the elephant whispers and it's a, and it's well-deserved that it was nominated for this year's 2023 Oscar nomination for best documentary short. Um, one quick personal question regarding uh, where were you when you heard that the film had been nominated and what was your reaction? I was in, I was actually on Whidbey Island in Seattle. I was just starting some research for my next documentary and I would have to say it's absolutely surreal. I feel extremely grateful and thankful to each and every one of the members of the Academy for nominating our documentary and I'm extremely thankful to the wonderful team at Netflix for believing in the power of this truly unique family story which showcases the lovely sacred bond between man and animal. And The Elephant Whispers is a hopeful story of respect for and cooperation with nature in an era rife with conflict and denial of the threats to our beautiful planet. And we hope that this that this documentary helps create more awareness, empathy, and a connection to elephants and other living beings that we share our spaces with. It took five years for me to make my debut documentary. It's a long personal journey from the place that I actually call home. And that wouldn't have been possible without the support of the Cartonaikan community who wholeheartedly opened their hearts and trusted us with their unique experiences and a pathway ahead. And on behalf of Bowman and Belly and our beautiful elephant friends, Raghu and Amu, we're really thrilled to receive this great honor. And I'm also thrilled at the extra publicity, which will help spread the message of the film. And I'm very grateful to Guneet and Sikya Entertainment for all their support along this journey. The film is, as you mentioned, it is on Netflix right now. You can watch it. And um, again, my congratulations to you for this wonderful documentary short film called The Elephant Whispers. And we've been honored and fortunate to have with us today the director, cinematographer, co-writer of the film, Kartiki Gonzalez. Thank you so very much for your time. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful talking to you today. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 